is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 15th, 2019, season 15, episode number 83. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star Talking Cowboys football with you guys for about 30 minutes today. A little short show, but we're going to get a lot in today. We're going to talk about the Cowboys versus the Lions, get you guys ready for the game, tell you what's going to happen. Uh, joined by Nick, Dave, Amber, as usual. Uh, let's jump right in. Let's get caught up on this, these injuries. Um, Cowboys have a pretty large injury list this week, and it seems to me, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to me like it, it, a lot of these are kind of like you just don't know. You you think everybody's all right, or at least that's the impression I had. And then I look at the injury report, I'm like, well, maybe that's a little more than I thought it was. So let's walk through this. Talk to me about Lyle Collins. He hadn't practiced all week until today. He's practicing today. Right. Uh, he's got a he's got a back problem. I th- I think it's it's a maintenance thing. I mean, you always hesitate to say he's going to play, but he was moving around pretty good. Nick, would yeah. you say yeah. moving around pretty good today? Gonna, I think I don't think it's a big long list anyway. I mean, it might be a long list, but I don't think it's going to be a big it's deal on Sunday. A classic case of a long list that won't be super long. Okay, in time for kickoff. Are like injuries like this in the O line all around the league or? Like I don't really keep up that much with Injuries other teams, like so is this, this like or, a very common thing? It's like, a very common thing for every player on every team in the NFL. Like if your injury list is shorter than five people by November, then what's going on? I mean, it just you probably that means you probably got a lot of them on IR. Yeah, <laughs> and they just they're not even on the on the active roster. You either anymore. got a lot of guys on IR or you're lying. I'm not trying to accuse yeah, people of anything, yeah. but I mean, it's it's just a violent game, and that's. It kind of makes me laugh every week. Like, you know, I put out the injury report every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and there's always somebody that's like, everybody's hurt. I'm like, is this your first week following the NFL? Like, this is what the injury report looks like in It is November. a war of attrition. Yeah. Like, whoever but, uh, can survive. As far as offensive linemen and their backs and all that, is that just very common all around the league? I don't... I'm, I don't think so. I don't no, think I mean, so. Ted I, have, I, think so. I think that's true. I think you're. I think because I mean, the Cowboys right here. You know, that. most of these guys are battling with some kind of back injury. So I'm just yeah. wondering: is this like common theme around the league when it comes to offensive linemen, or is this something that the Cowboys are struggling with on their own, basically? Yeah. The, the one thing I will say: it, it's hard. I think I agree. I don't know that this is something you see around the league that all offensive linemen have back issues. But I do think it could be one of those situations where it's just like sometimes these random things happen. It's hard to assign, well, there's a reason why this is happening. It's right. just the randomness of where they are says that all – like, and it's really not all of a sudden. Like over the last couple of years, they've had these back injuries with their offensive linemen. I don't know that it's anything that you can point to to say, well, this is why the Cowboys have back injuries or offensive linemen. It's just kind of there. It's just random. Right? I remember when I first started covering the team, they couldn't go two weeks without a receiver hurting his hamstring. Yep. And we, I we, we would get flooded with questions like, what 
what aren't they doing? Why are their hamstrings yeah. falling apart? Like, they need to change the training staff. They need to do this. They need to do that. I just think, I mean, wide receivers run a lot. So you're going to probably hurt the muscles that are involved in you running. Linemen leverage their entire bodies into holding defenders back. In, they yeah. use your back to do that. I think it's just a byproduct of playing a very physical game. Uh, it's unfortunate, though. and It is weird. I agree with you that it is weird to see... I think four of the five starting linemen dealing with back injuries at the same time. Does that also maybe speak to the age of of this line? Again, they're not old, but they're not young either. These aren't guys that just got into the league. They've asked a lot of this line that, you know, they lean on them uh, physically. I mean, um, no pun intended. I mean, they do. I mean, (laughs) and that's what that's what this is supposed to be. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's common that you have this many injuries, uh, but. It's kind of to be expected. But, you know, again, a lot of it comes down to what teams want to do with the injury report. Do you want to put everything on there? Are you trying to make sure you don't get in trouble with the league? Are you trying to show something out there that maybe there's more of a problem? I mean, people have different, you know, definitions of what injured is. You hurt or you injured. Yeah. And I think there's different definitions of that. Some teams probably wouldn't put 14 guys on there, where some teams said, I'm going to put everybody on there. So. I, I think it's better to err on the side of caution so that, you know, the Lions the Lions are probably wishing they put Stafford on the injury yeah. report a week earlier with yeah. the league sniffing around to make sure that they're doing everything the right way. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, talk to me about some of these other guys. Obviously, we know Connor Williams won't play this week. Uh, but let's talk about guys like Amari Cooper, Cam Fleming, who's missed a couple games, C.J. Goodwin, uh, Jeff Heath. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Zach Martin, Antoine Woods, they were all limited yesterday. Talk to me about any of those guys that you think have injuries that could concern you going into the game on Sunday. The name that jumps out to me is Heath, probably. probably. He, he he hasn't been doing a lot. He was out there today, but wasn't participating a ton. Uh, and, and, you know, it's he's got a list of stuff. I mean, it's like both knees, his neck's been bothering him. Garrett said that after the game last week. Yeah. yeah. Two so, shoulder and two knee Or shoulder, yeah. you're right. Shoulder, two shoulder, neck. two knee, knee injuries. Um, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Everything. Um, so, I, yeah, I wonder if Heath can get himself ready. Who else did you say? Uh, Fleming, I mean, Cam came back on Wednesday. I think right. he'll be good to go. It is interesting. While Lyell was out, they were working Brandon Knight at right tackle and not Fleming. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that just speaks to how good of a job they think Brandon Knight's yeah. been doing. Yeah. Um, what about C.J. Goodwin? He came back yesterday. I don't. I don't get the read that there's something seriously wrong there. He's a significant special teams player. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, I think losing Jeff Heath would be big on special teams. Right. You know, he's the personal protector on the punt team. Um, you can expect some some all out rushes uh, if he's not out there. You know, I think it, Pollard does some of that, and some other guys that'll fill in there. But you know, that's something that teams look at. And if he's not there, and he's one of the better special teams player they've had. So it's not just, oh, Darian Thompson can play safety. He can, but I don't know if they have a good uh, backup for what he does on special teams. All right, so talk to me about the inactives for this week. Uh, the way I'm looking at this thing, you, all, you already know that Connor's out, um, and then you're looking at the guys that have traditionally been out. Uh, you got guys like Adam Redman, Joe Jackson, Tristan Hill, Luke Gifford, um, Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson. Um, my assumption is Brandon Knight, with the injuries that, that that they have at tackle, may not be a guy you put on that list. But let's talk about it. And we're Fleming, right? Yeah. Well, so that's my question. Like, did with, you say with, Redmond? I did say Redmond. Okay. Yes, I did right say Redmond. That is seven. Although, do you wanna? 
I mean, you still have Joe Looney. You can still sit Redmond if you want to. Yeah, I would think so. I, I thought Redmond, that's one I'm, I'm not really worried about. I'm more concerned about maybe having Brandon Knight, even if I have Lyle Collins active and Fleming active, just because Lyle's been bil- dealing with something all week. I wouldn't take a chance with well, that. You, can, you, can get, you got the seven without needing to, so I right. don't think so. The two receivers, Cedric and Devin, Tristan Hill, Joe Jackson, Luke Gifford, uh, Adam Redmond, and Connor Williams. Yeah. yeah. Boom. And that keeps Donovan Wilson active, right? Right. Boom shakalaka. That's good. That was easy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, I want to get some questions from you guys. Give us a call. 888-855-2297. Anything you want to talk about. Again, it is 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this. SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys versus Lions. We're going to take some phone calls. You guys call us 888-855-2297. Before we do that, though, I want to give you guys an opportunity to answer a couple questions I have for you that are big picture questions about this game. Uh, Really what I want to know is what do you think is the biggest challenge for the Cowboys? And we're going to talk first about offense. What's the biggest challenge for the offense this week? And then we'll say what's the biggest challenge for the defense. Let's start with you, Nick. Biggest offensive challenge for the Cowboys this week. I would say that the thing that's been you know really hurting this team is the is the red zone and scoring in there and, and running the ball when they need to. And I know they have a big guy in there, Snacks. So I, I would say when you get to third and short situations, let's see if Suofilo really does help. I mean, I think he will, but let's see. And let's see if they can move these guys around and, and run the ball when they really need to and everyone knows they're going to. Yeah, the combination of 
I guess the best Lions talent on defense is up front between Snacks and Trey Flowers, and then the line is banged up. You got 18 back injuries, and Connor Williams isn't out there. Uh, I mean, I think Suofilo is not that there's going to be this huge drop off, but it's still a guy that hasn't been part of the lineup. Uh, so handling that front, I think they'll, I think they'll be okay though. I guess finding that balance between the passing game and the running game. Obviously, when they do, they have been successful at it. And I would say starting out fast, yeah. but clearly that, I mean. They got to figure that out, but we don't necessarily have an answer for it. So yeah, we'll see what fast. they do. How, how do you think you do that? Like, I'm, I, I've <laughs> always thought about like, you obviously go into a game saying, "Okay, guys, we want to score every time we get the ball." I don't know how you get a team to start fast. Is it that you change up maybe what you're doing, like from the standpoint of your scheme, your play calling? What do you think can help with that? I asked that same question to Stephen Jones this week, and he just said, "Finish the drive." I mean, which. I don't know if that's even a thing. I mean, it's not like we we talked about the other day. I don't know if you were on here, but we were, talked about they haven't had a lot of three and outs. I mean, they kind of been driving mm-hmm. the ball. The things are working, and then all of a sudden, that you know treacherous forty yard line hits, and it's like, oh man, got to go backwards. That's because they know they got a kicker that can kick for sixty two. That's another thing. Not fifty seven though. <laughs> right, not fifty seven, but sixty two. All good. Kellen Moore said the same thing yesterday. He was like, look, it's not like we're going three and out right off the bat and punting four plays into the game. Like, we're getting yards. We just we got to stay consistent when we get down into that part of the field. But a lot of that comes down to just, like, running the ball when you really need to. I mean, it's one thing when you're 75 yards back there. Those receivers have, a, a you know, a way to stop and, 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 you know, the route running really comes into play. But when the field starts to shorten a little bit, can you just say – Get out of my way, Snacks. I'm running the ball. That's what the great offensive lines can do, great running games can do, is just push people out of the way. Is this running? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. I was going to ask, is this running game that good at this point? There was a time when you could say that. Is this running game still that good where they can just say, I don't care what you're doing, I'm going to move you out of the way and we're running the ball? Not not unilaterally. Obviously, they couldn't just last week, but – Against this defense, I think so. Like, I think there's enough of a talent advantage there that they should. I mean, lest we forget, and I'm not not trying to discount what happened against Minnesota, but they were doing that the three weeks prior to that, where they were, I mean, they were just bowling people over. Right. So, yes, I do think they can do that depending on who they're playing. Frankly, there have only been two games this year where they didn't do that. Right. Where they didn't have their way in the running game, right? In one game, they scored 10 points. In one game, they scored 24. I mean, so... Yeah. They got to give them credit for finding a way to to throw the ball around, and, and that's I think maybe the encouraging part of this is that is you know there was a lot of third and tens, and they converted. Dak did a nice job of converting, and Gallup and Cooper and and Cobb did a, did a really good job. So sprinkling a little bit more running this week, and maybe like she said, balance. I think they'll, they'll be fine, and obviously the talent is not the same with the Lions defense and the Vikings. I thought Demarcus Ware made an interesting point. I did our happy hour show with him on Wednesday, and. I don't know, maybe it's a little simplified, but he basically was like, just jump in the pool. Like, don't don't just dip, you know, don't dip your feet in the water. Come out like, okay, wh- how are they playing our guys? What coverage is this? What do we think is going to work? Kind of. Is that what you did? Wh- what? Just jumped in the pool? I did jump in the pool. <laughs> exactly. I jumped right in the pool. Just go. It was, a, yeah. it was probably 55 degrees in November, yeah. and I was like, whatever. LSU beat Alabama. I don't care. Anyway, yes. <laughs> 
jump in the just just go just yeah. don't feel it out and kind of well let's see how the flow of the game goes just jump in just uh, i don't know if that means i'm i'm not calling for him to just take shots downfield from Lee the Flicker, gate but first game first play if they the want f- to that would be fun but Man, attack if they attack. score a touchdown on a flea flicker like just log off Twitter for the day. I need to. It's just going to be like, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah, it will be you know just what? flowing through. It, that happens on every Saturday. Somebody, I mean, Tulane gets one on, on Southern Miss or something, and I, there's a couple people. Did you see the flea flicker? I'm like, I don't see them all. But, like, yeah, I'm just, like, associated with you got to have You're a brand. King. And that's your brand. That's mine. Yeah. 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 Right, but I, do, I, do, I was just going to say, you have to start incorporating all these different plays where you okay do the screen pass get Dak running with the ball give the ball to Tony Pollard what are, what are you doing with him what is Tavon Austin doing just because I'm I'm feeling like we're running out of time you know there's only what seven games left mm-hmm. and you have to yeah. start putting those things on tape for the upcoming opponents make them just don't let them know everything that you do basically like oh this is all we can do this is Everything we can do, you know, mix it up, give them things to be thinking about to where now you can be more effective when you run whatever play you decide to run. You know, I, I just think they're running out of time and you have to start putting those kinds of things on tape. The one thing I will say about that, though, from the standpoint of just the time. Remember last year at this point, they were four and five. And Dave and I were talking yesterday and we were like, you know, if you want to make the argument, like if you just wanted to make the argument to convince somebody that the Cowboys are in a good place right now or at least in a place that is uh, that is familiar to them. This time last year they were 4 and 5 and they went on a run. And and you start looking at the teams that we looked at the beginning of the season, we looked at the schedule and we said, "Man, that's going to be a brutal second half of the season." That's changed a little bit. Some of those teams that we thought were going to be really good, I don't know if you think the they have the same opinion of the Rams that you once did coming into this this part of the year. Um, I but certainly you had a big change last year. Yeah, you don't have I, I get, that's I, I get all that. I get all that. Now, like I said before, as I started that, if you wanted to convince yourself, I ain't because the problem the problem with it is the problem with it, and the flip side to that is they haven't shown this year that with the pieces they have, which, like you said, there's no new pieces coming Mm-mm. with the pieces they what Silvino. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Except for Suofilo, like there's not, they haven't shown that they can be consistent, even against God, subpar competition. That's Please. where you start to get a little bit worried. What if but, they rip off another six and one run, and uh, you know after he joins the lineup, like yeah, because Cooper log out of Twitter for that one too, <laughs> right? Because right. his starting, you know, starting record is seven and one as a starter. Yeah, yeah. And the only game that they didn't win was the game he got hurt in the second quarter. There's I, everything you just said is right, but I would have hoped that we would have seen the signs mm-hmm. a little bit more clearly. Like, True, yeah. it still can click, but there is not not a lot of evidence helping you come to that conclusion right you now. You had two big changes last year. It was Amari Cooper, and then the offensive line coach would change last year, and that that showed a difference well, with what they were doing. We we can't forget uh, uh, Bennett. I mean, I think Bennett, Bennett is a big change for them, and we I think we kind of sweep yeah. it under the rug a little bit because we, it's just not a part of the narrative. Yeah. yeah. But but that I think that the pass rush has been better since he got here, 
And so we'll see how that continues to help them down the stretch. That's on defense. That's on the uh, get it. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's a change to the team, yeah. and, and I think it should have a an impact. Again, I'm not saying they're about to run uh, run the table here. That that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this is not unfamiliar territory to them. It is. They've been here before. I don't. I'm not going to try to quote the numbers because there's so many of them, and I can't remember them all. But I'll take you on Twitter, and the metrics will tell you like the Cowboys are in the very good category across most ways that like advanced metrics chart these things as far as determining who Just a good team like or not. Yeah. expected plays per average and uh, yeah. uh dvoa and all that super smart harvard stuff that i try to understand like they're really good statistically it has not translated <laughs> right. yet and maybe it you won't. But, but that's also why the games they've lost have been really close. It's not like they've been getting their butts whooped. Right. It's that they've really just they've played a lot of close games. They just haven't figured out how to win in those right. games. Yeah. And I looked this up about clutch, you know, and fourth quarter comebacks. And 26 quarterbacks in the league have a fourth quarter comeback. And Tom Brady doesn't. We know why. Dak doesn't. And neither does Carson Wentz, which they're 5-4. and four. They they haven't had a comeback in the fourth quarter where they've come, you know they haven't proven to be clutch either. So if there's kind of a silver lining there, it's well maybe you know maybe the Eagles are kind of have the same problems the Cowboys do. We'll I see. would I feel comfortable betting that that December twenty second game is going to decide the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I bet agree it, with that. I I bet you the Eagles are a game up on the Cowboys by then. And going the, into the game, I think I said. Singles. I think I can. Cowboys, and Cowboys will, seven and seven versus eight and six, and the winner gets the tiebreaker and and, the, then, and all and that then, good stuff. Then got to go beat gotta, the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Who it. do the Eagles got? The Giants. The Giants. Of course. So you get. So whoever wins is going to be playing a bad team in Week Seventeen. You'd like their right. odds to win. Yeah. I can just picture it. I can just see it. All right, we're going to dive into our final break. And speaking of diving, we got video of one David Helmer oh, from cool. last weekend. Awesome. As you guys That's can me. see, diving into the pool hey. to celebrate LSU. It had been a long family. decade. You've been waiting for that for a long time. A long time. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get some predictions for this game. Till then, uh, we'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. 
SeatGeek. Hey, Cowboys Nation. This season, when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory. Because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Duncan is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory. Because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limit time offer back to the break you know what the patriots are coming after this the lions game we don't want to look ahead unless you do want to go to the watch party cowboys have another official watch party november 24th be a festive game day atmosphere on the tocitos championship plaza at the star in frisco watch the cowboys take on the patriots admission and parking are free visit the star Mm frisco.com cowboys are going to win the game all right, we doing predictions. So we don't need to do a prediction for Nick next week. Next week, no, we'll not do predictions. I put for it Nick. out there. We're Nick did win. that a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to feel good about it if the Cowboys do what I predict right now, but I'm still going with it. All right, before we get to our predictions for this game, we're going to take one phone call. We okay. got Ray from Maryland. Ray, what up? Uh, hello, fellas and ladies. Uh, Hi. Two questions for you. Number one, uh, is Zeke slowed down in y'all's opinion? I remember him playing when we played the Bengals in his rookie year. He split the safeties and took it to the house, and no one touched him. Not seeing that now, and I'm I'm not I'm not sure if I'm seeing the right thing or if you're seeing the y'all are seeing the same. Uh, number two, where is our dear friend Brian Broadus? I'll hang up and listen. All right, thanks for the call. So, what do you think of Zeke? Um, I think that the defense. They play him a little bit differently. You know, his rookie year, I don't know if teams are thinking the guy's going to just split the safeties like that. That big old back's not going to do that, and he did. He did it a few times. And so I think when you look at how teams are playing him now, they do play him a little bit differently. Is he slowing down? Probably. Anybody that gets hit 800 times or whatever, he's a lot of touches, he's probably slowing down a little bit. He was beat up last year. That's why they drafted Pollard. Um, I'm not worried about the 60-yarders. I want to see more of the 25s. And 30s. So, uh, yeah, I think a little bit, but I don't think it's alarming, but I think it's he's slowing down a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of been my stock answer is I, I would love to see more 20, 30, 40 or longer runs. And I def, I mean, whether whether he bulked up a little bit and he's not fat, I promise you that. I think that narrative finally died, but he's not. Uh, but maybe he's bulked up a little bit to handle the beating that that he takes as a feature back. Maybe defenses just key on him that heavily that it's just not there. Or maybe he's just lost a step to a step and a half from taking, what is it, like 700 carries to this point in his career. I, I don't know, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't look explosive. Like You don't hold your breath when he's carrying the rock the way that I was doing for Dalvin Cook the other night. But I still don't find it alarming because of everything that he does. And, again, you know, he's got – Plenty of 12, 15, and 16-yard carries, and that does plenty. I mean, if he's rushing for 100 or more yards per week, then then that's fine with me. But I I do miss that element of explosiveness that we haven't seen in a while. Yep, and I don't know that I don't know that that's a bad thing. I mean, you would love to have that, but like you said, if he's putting up the numbers he's putting up, and they're able to to run the ball effectively in most games, I think he's doing what you really pay him to do. Yeah. Uh, with regard this, to Brian, I will just oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say this might be a, a dumb observation. Yeah. I don't know because I haven't followed the NFL long enough to to really know, but 
Is it me or does it happen when these players get these contracts and then they come back and it's like they're not necessarily playing at the level they should be playing? They're not playing any differently. Just the expectations go up. It changes the expectations. Because, for example, argue... I remember, which is when I got here, was like when the desk contract happened and then he came back and then... I forgot what happened, but he wasn't playing. He just wasn't playing how Rumble you expected. That's, not, that's one of the well, things. Yeah. One of the things that happened. So little things like that. I don't know. I, I again, I don't really know, but I'm just wondering. Zeke wasn't really doing that before he got paid, though. Like I, I would guess, and again, this is a guess, but I would guess that like four of the six of his longest runs of his career happened when he was a rookie. I would get. I mean, you know, he had a sixty-yarder. He had a forty-something yarder against Detroit that year. He's had he's had a few screen passes that he took a long way, but that's more about patience than outright speed. I'm I struggle to think of a run he's had that went longer than maybe twenty-eight, thirty. But you know, I will say this: if he can make those long runs on screens, I think it does have something to do with speed because guys aren't catching him. It's not like yeah. a situation where he's getting run down. We've seen backs that get run down. He's not getting run down. I think that it may just be more of a situation where. Maybe he's not able to squeak past that that secondary guy, whereas maybe before he was. Or just that defense is so much like we're not letting him get beyond us. Uh, we'll give up that 10 to 15 to 20, 12 yard, but we know we can't let him get behind us because we can't catch him. I think that's right? definitely part of it. All right. With regards to Brian, I was just, just going to say uh, he is handling a private matter, and we're going to leave it private because it is a private matter for him. He is fine, but he has a private matter he's handling, and, and that'll it's, be he's not it. He's not sick. And yeah. for, anybody, like, for anybody that's worried about his health, he's, he's fine. fine in that He's regard. handling a private matter, and his, his, he has a right to have his own privacy. Uh, so we're not going to talk much more about that. All right. So let's get to some predictions here really quick. Yeah. we got to go around the table. Let's start <laughs> – Let's start with Dave. Dave. What is somebody? No, I'm she just started not making eye she started contact. Oh, 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 start with Let's start with Amber. Oh, okay. Let's start with Dave and get your prediction, Dave. Uh man, famous last words because I, I I said this about the Jets and it bit me. But I, I don't know. Stafford's not playing, by the way. Right, he's not he, playing. He's out. Patricia ruled him out, so it's going to be Jeff Driscoll. Um, they're just, I mean, even you know, no, I'm even gonna, I'll double down on it. Like even Sam Darnold was a top five pick. Like this is, this is a journeyman quarterback. Right. This defense is far too good to allow them to score more than 14 to 20 points, and this offense should be able to score more than that against the 30th ranked defense. I, I struggle to overthink it more than that, even though there's a boatload of history that suggests that I should, but. Um, I think the offense can score 27 or more, and I think the defense can hold them to 17 or less. So um, I just uh, – it, it would be so bad if this was a dramatic game because it shouldn't be. Yeah, it should. They don't have a running back. I mean, Galladay and, and Jones are great, but I, I don't think Driscoll can get it to them consistently enough to, to win this game. Um, so I, I'm thinking like 27 to 13. Not – I mean – I don't trust this team to like completely blow anybody out, but it should be a pretty comfortable game. And I'm sorry if it's not. <laughs> 31-13. Witten scores. Defense scores. Go. There we go. <laughs> sorry, you took I, all of it. I so went to. I'm 31, sorry. 31-13. This, this is going to be a blowout. A blowout. They will. 31-13. Okay. Amber. Uh, you know, uh, 
I hate myself for just being a believer again. Every week it comes down That's, to it. But Friday, she's all earlier. In. She I was know. like, she was like, you're not going to convince me. And I was like, the hell we are. Oh They're going to win I this game, it. and you're going to be absolutely right hate back. it because by Friday I go back again. Here we are in week eleven. Is it? And is this eleven? Is it yeah. ten or eleven? It's eleven. 11. And uh, they real, rail me back in. I believe in them again. It's it's. They're gonna start slow again, but they're gonna figure it out. And I think with Driscoll playing, the Cowboys defense is gonna be able to create some turnovers and get the ball maybe twice and get it over to the offense, and they'll be able to capitalize on it. You don't have to apologize for thinking they're gonna win this game. It, next week we can have a conversation. Right. This week you're okay. I think. All right. I think the same thing as all you guys think. I don't even think it's a close game. I think the Cowboys should run away. I will say this just for the record. If Matt Stafford was playing, I think this would be a totally different game. I'd be picking the Lions if Matt Stafford was playing. It would definitely be a much closer game, but I think – with uh, without Stafford, I just don't. I can't see how without a running back and without their quarterback, how they're going to really be able to to move the ball enough yeah. against this offense, the Cowboys' offense, which I think can score. They've been good at that all mm-hmm. most of the vast majority of the year. So, so. you think this is y- y- y'all kind of get the vibe that this will be dominant from beginning to end? I, no, oh, okay. I think that the final <laughs> score. I think okay. the final okay. score will say if you don't watch the game and you just look at the final score. I think the final score is somewhere in the thirty-four thirteen range. I think it's going to be a game where you look back at the score and you're like, man, they must have just dominated from start to finish. What I've seen so but far this year, we even all against think, bad competition, they don't start fast. We are all thinking so, like thirteen to ten at halftime. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden they get rolling, and when they get rolling, they can't stop them, and it's just pop, pop, pop. So it's going to be like touchdown, touchdown. Here every we go. other game they've won. I this forgot year, what you said about yeah. their kicker. Do they have a good kicker? Prater, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll okay. kick some field goals. Okay. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Still in for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!